and welcome to the sanctuary, a safe space to speak from the heart. I'm your host, Israel, and my guest today is the owner and founder of Go Naked Magazine, Nick Vanello. Thanks for coming to the sanctuary today. Thanks for having me, Israel. This is awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm sure you get asked this a lot, but I need to know what what's the story behind the name Go Naked? So um I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've been doing a lot of businesses for a long time. And I was on a contract in Charlotte a number of years ago, like eight, nine years ago. And I needed something to keep me occupied during the evening, something creative. And at that time, digital publishing was a new thing. So I wanted to learn how to do that. And I just happened to run into somebody who had also started a magazine that was really successful. So we sat down for coffee and he's like, just do it. Just make all the mistakes and do it and learn as you go. And I was like, well, I've got a couple different ideas. And he's like, what's going to be the most fun to write about? And because I've been doing naked stuff on and off for a number of years, I was like, I could do the naked thing. And he's like, all right, do that. <laughs> um, and there was a magazine years ago uh, in the early 90s called Naked Magazine uh, that went out of business. And it was really pretty awesome. But um, they were nowhere to be found. So I was like, okay, I'll just do my own thing. And I, I did it basically to learn how to do the magazine. And I ran it for a couple of years and um, took a break and then came back and did it again. And it has been just about my full-time job for the last four years. Wow. And did you, you, I'm guessing when you started out, you did most of the work needed for the magazine. Do you still do that now? Yeah, I, there's me and there's one other guy uh, who is in Pakistan, who helps me with layout. And I've been working with this young man for a number of years. Um, I asked him to help me with the website years ago. And he's like, when the project was done, he's like, do you have any other work for me? And I was like, you know, culturally, I know that this is going to be like really weird. I'm not sure if this is cool <laughs> with you. Uh, and I sent him over the, the, the concept in a, a sample magazine. He's like, yeah, I don't have a problem with this at all. Just send me the work. <laughs> So, uh, so, and he's been terrific to work with and I get to learn about his culture. He's learning about the U S and as soon as everything is done disease wise, and we can travel safely again, we are really looking forward to meeting up. So, mm, mm, mm. um, and, uh, actually we met on already talking about businesses that make, uh, about 10 K a month. Um, and your reply was like, this is what I do. This is how I do it. And this is how I started. You know, I liked how detailed it was. And, uh, you know, then talking to you, finding out you're a serial entrepreneur. How did that entrepreneurship spirit get into you? My dad, I, I got it from my dad. So I, I, I thought everybody lived like this. My father, Growing up, my dad owned a carpet shop, but he also loved Italian food because we're, I'm adopted, but, you know, I was adopted into an Italian family. Yeah. Um, and so we were always cooking. And so when I was probably eight, nine, 10 years old, my dad decided to open up a restaurant with absolutely no restaurant experience whatsoever. <laughs> right. You know, usually somebody who opens a restaurant has been a waiter or has been a cook, not my dad, nothing. Yeah. Okay. So he opened it up and ran two businesses that literally the brick and mortars were next door to each other. <laughs> and 
my mom would work in the restaurant and my dad would work in the carpet shop. And when the carpet was done, he'd go over to the restaurant and he just worked like a dog. And he was always doing something, hustling for a buck. And they, they raised me with a lot of curiosity and, and, you know, it just, it, I guess it's in my blood or it was taught to me. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And what do you love about it? I, my favorite part of the entire thing is the startup phase. I love the ideas. I love creating who my audience is going to be, what the feeling is, what the vibe is going to be, how I'm going to serve people. I love all of that. That's my favorite part. The part that I hate is when it gets really stagnant and it's the same thing over and over. That drives me insane. So I've been keeping the magazine fresh by doing new things such as offering naked travel. We just started that last year. Um, whenever there's something new tech wise, mm. and my audience tends to skew a little older, 50 and up. Uh, whenever there's something tech wise that's new, such as Telegram, for example, or um, I'm trying to think what else might be out there. Um, TikTok, I'm always inviting them in to learn the technology. And then in turn, that ends up making them cooler with their friends, their family, their kids, you know, whatever. Mm. So I, I was an educator for 30 some odd years in the corporate world. So I love teaching other people stuff and uh, that all fits into it. Mm. And um, you, it's digital. So COVID didn't really affect much of what you do, right? Or No, actually, it, it helped me um, because everybody was home and we, were, we had to do this thing with, with the Zoom. And so we started setting up a big digital community. I'd always been, the magazine's purpose was to connect people anyway. So now we do a lot of Zooms. So every Friday, there's a coffee talk where you jump on, uh, jump on Zoom with me from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern. And there's a topic of the week. And we talk about that topic, usually. Mm -hmm. uh, then there's a whole bunch of other related uh, topics. So we've got one guy who does a sports chat every other week. We've got a guy who does a grief and bereavement group every couple of weeks. We've got on every Saturday... Um, we've got a guy who is visually impaired, who does a differently abled group. And it's amazing the number of people who are differently abled who access the magazine. And it's been a great education because it's an audience I never thought about before. They're an invisible audience, mm. um, but they've made themselves very vocal. And the, the education has been fantastic. Um, there's a gaming group that gets together. And then sometimes we get together and just play games online. So, you know, it's always about the connection. Mm. You mm. said community, um, entrepreneurship and community are things that have been standing out every time I talk to you. Do you see any correlation between the two? Between community and entrepreneurship? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, so there's a lot of other naked organizations out there. All right. There's plenty of them. You can join any number of them. As far as naked male only groups, there's probably at least a dozen, dozen and a half. And I'm sorry if there's noise, we're doing a little construction in the back. Mm -hmm. um, but um, 
the one thing that I think separates us from the other groups is that I tend to be a whole body, whole spirit nudist in the sense that anybody could take off their clothes. And then once you're in a group with other naked people, then what? <laughs> then what? Okay. So we delve into everything that makes you a human being, the spiritual side, the emotional side. We, we do a lot of mental health outreach. Um, finances. Nobody likes talking about finances because it's, it's scary and taboo, but it is a part of who we are. So we talk about finances and we just happen to be naked while we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, nourishment, the, safe, the space that we are in, are we safe? Um, guys over 50 who feel like they've lost their path. You know, so anybody can take off their clothes. That's super. It's what do you do once you get to that point? And as far as the entrepreneurship goes, people are purchasing the experience of, so each month I produce a a magazine, a 200 page magazine, that's two bucks going up to three bucks in January, or they can purchase a annual membership. But what they're really getting is the connection of the community. They're getting a bunch of resources, meeting a bunch of like-minded people. I do an annual poll. Are the number of, uh, men who identify as bisexual who follow me is now up to 12%. And I think we're around 3% straight, which is massive compared to what it was five years ago. Mm. Um, there's a lot of men who are either closet nudists or who are married and closeted and don't want their wives and families to know about uh, their inner desires or their inner workings or their inner thoughts. So we provide a place for them where they can meet other like-minded men and let them know they're not the only ones out there. So, yeah, they are buying that experience and that peace of mind. And, uh, yeah, so there you have it. Community is important. So how do you become a nudist? You take off your clothes. (laughs) (laughs) End of interview. Uh, no, so it's really interesting because it, it, in most nudist communities, you're going you're gonna to hear that there's no sex allowed. You're not allowed to talk about sex whatsoever. And I'm a realist, okay? I'm 57. I know that sex is a part of a lot of people's lives. And mm-hmm. so we tend to break down our community into three different groups. There's the naturists, the people who feel that they were born this way and they should live this way and they commune with nature and they are naked every opportunity and if there were no laws they would be naked 24 7. Mm -hmm. There are the nudists who are situationally naked so they go when they're home it's a situation where they're comfortable and it's legal so they get naked there or they go out to a campground or they go to a vacation spot and they are naked there and then finally there's the exhibitionists and they usually get a thrill from being seen naked. And we advocate that that's completely okay as long as you are not breaking the law. We will not advocate breaking the law. So we take this three-pronged approach where everybody is welcome. Um, and I get naked not because I think I have a terrific body, not because I'm Mr. Naked. As you can tell right now, I'm I'm clothed and I'm perfectly okay with this. I get naked because I have my own body issues, just like so many people. 
Okay. I have my own body issues. Uh, I graduated high school at six foot tall, which I am now at 102 pounds, right? which is really, really skinny. Um, and then over time, I have more than doubled, more than doubled that number. Um, so why do I get naked? I get naked because it makes me uncomfortable, but it's not dangerous. And if I can do that scary thing and put myself into a situation where it is scary for five minutes and then it's not a big deal, then I can do other scary things. I can have difficult conversations with people. I can apply for big bank loans. I can do scary things that make me uncomfortable. And so challenging myself is the reason I personally get naked, but everybody has their own reasons why they like to do it. It's fun. It's freeing. They like the thrill of it. They love seeing other people naked. It, it's all it, it, for every single person. It's going to be different. Mm. Okay. I, I, I can't get my eyes off what's behind you. What's, <laughs> <laughs> what's the story behind those guys there? So there is St. Aloysius and St. Stanislaus. Uh, there's a, a church across the street for me, and I'll try to tell this story really, really quickly. Uh, there was a house up the street that was for sale, uh, belonged to one of the priests from this church. He died, left it to one of his parishioners. We're not sure why. She was a pack rat. She died. She left the house to an estranged daughter from Arizona. The daughter comes up and it is floor to ceiling junk. And she tells the realtor to sell it. So my buddy from up the street buys the house for $14,000, basically sight and scene, mm. and starts pulling out the old woman's newspapers and crafts and stuff, and finally gets down to all of the priest stuff that he had there. And he had statues, he had the rosary beads from the nuns, he had the censers, he had all the stuff, catalogs, all kinds of interesting stuff. Mm. And uh, he calls me up and he's like, I was raised Episcopalian, I have no idea who these people are. Do you want these? And so we're like, yes. So from a, from a, I was raised Catholic, um, but I'm not a practicing Catholic anymore. Mm. But from a purely historical point of view and from an art point of view, uh, they fit. And I, you know, I love the stories of St. Aloysius. He's the one with the cap. My friends like to dress up my statues. Uh, he's, <laughs> He's the one there. He's normally looking at a big gold cross, but that was yanked out of his hands many, many years ago before I got him uh, because he wanted to remain pure. So we always looked at this cross. And then the other one, St. Stanislaus with the baby Jesus um, is the patron saint of Poland. So I guess maybe that he, they posed for this when Jesus as a child visited Poland. I'm not sure what the story is there. <laughs> yeah, it's really striking. How long have you had him now? They've been in the house at least 25 years. Uh, they got rented out to a, I don't rent them out anymore, but they got rented out to a, like a B-grade horror film that needed them. So uh, they loaded them up in a truck. They took them away. They did scary, horrible things. And now they're back. I've never seen the horror film. So, <laughs> um, so let's talk about the magazine a bit more. Um, you're pretty much running this thing and it's subscription based. Uh, do you like do any advertising in the magazine and like what marketing do you do for the magazine or is it all word of mouth? It, it's really interesting because people think because you're selling skin that it's going to be so easy to sell. And it is not because 
everywhere you turn, the org organizations have really strict terms and conditions. Like on Instagram, I've got to be very careful on what I show. Facebook doesn't allow me at all. Stripe, PayPal, all of those payment processors, as soon as they saw the content, they, they banned all of my accounts, even the ones that were just associated, my personal accounts, because they were associated with my social security number. So advertising is really, really difficult. So you kind of have to go to other, um, in my case, gay resources um, and advertise there. And it's tough. It's really, really tough. But fortunately, um, we get a lot of word of mouth and the I do pretty good with SEO. So if folks are searching, I, I, I come up. Um, we've got subscribers and readers in pretty much every country, including uh, the Soviet Union. And we don't have anybody in uh, Antarctica, unfortunately. <laughs> there, there's like the middle of Africa where I don't have anybody yet. Oh. Uh, I will be very excited when those gentlemen finally show up. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Singapore, Thailand, uh, all of the Asian countries there, we've got at least a couple of representatives, uh, a good number of people in Australia. So they, they just kind of tell their friends and uh, that's how it all gets about. Hmm. One thing about business is, especially a subscription-based business, is to just keep them, you know, subscribing every month or every year, whatever it might be. What are some of the approaches you take to that? So it's really interesting. I recognize the fact that not everybody can afford either a $30 or a $59 subscription. Completely get it. Um, times are tough for a lot of people, including my customers. Um, so I kind of break it down monthly what they're getting for, for that amount. Not only are they getting the current magazine, they're getting all of the previous stuff. But I also let them know the uh, contribution that they're making to the community. Um, their money helps keep open all of the cool technology that we have. Like there's a member map. Well, that map cost me 30 bucks a month to, to keep that running. There's other uh, email servers and the website and the e-commerce site. Those all cost a lot of money. So it costs me anywhere from 600 to $1,200 a month just to keep the lights on. Mm -hmm. So I let them know that their subscription is not only getting them all of these cool things, but it's helping the business stay open and you're also helping your fellow nudist who is going through a bit of a rough patch now mm. and you're helping them out. So you are, you're certainly doing your part for the community. Mm. And it's true. You know, I, I don't aim to be a rich, rich, rich man, but I would love extra money so I can continue to do wonderful things for people and go naked does a lot of, uh, philanthropy work by giving to different AIDS charities, to giving to different organizations. Um, and I like spreading that wealth around. So my dad was like that too. Um, and I learned that generosity from him. So go figure. <laughs> yeah. Talking about generosity, uh, you sometimes set up a uh, go for me and one of the coolest one was for this camp um i knew it had to it was taken down like the ad because of facebook um oh, do you want to yeah. talk a bit more about this camp 
And yeah, why you were interested in uh, running the GoFundMe for the camp. So you're talking about the show that was show, going on. sorry, yeah. But it has okay, to be yeah. not an actual camp. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've been doing theater for a number of years. Surprise. Um, <laughs> and there was a show in New York City uh, called Camp Morningwood. Yep. Wink, wink. And uh, I reached out to the show and said, I would love to help help you guys. So we sponsored sponsored them for a couple of different runs, gave them money so that they could uh, pay actors and you know keep keep the lights on. And then we did a GoFundMe because they wanted to take it to the next level, extend their run, and get the show in front of more eyes so that they could possibly extend that um, and, and tour with it. So mm-hmm. we raised some money for them, and I got a chance to go to New York and see the show. It was it was campy it was silly it was very naked and it was pretty much everything that you would expect a, a show like that to be so you know, you yeah yeah so. um i mean you know the passion and the intensity you bring to go naked and the joy you also get from it is physically like it's visible from anyone talking to you so if you haven't guessed, I'm gay. Okay. <laughs> I know it might be a shock, but I'm gay. All right. <laughs> and so I went through that coming out process for, you know, you come out all the time to new people. What was really, really interesting is I've been doing Go Naked now for eight years. It's only been about the past year and a half to two years where I have come out so that other people know I produced this magazine. I published this magazine. I published a men's nudist magazine. And I'm unapologetic about it now mm. um, because I'm not doing anything wrong. I am doing something that brings me a lot of joy. I do something that people are curious about. And I've created, I've always been envious of people who create their own worlds. Mm. So, for example, there was this guy. Mel Odom, who was an artist back in the 80s, I first got to know his work, and he created this doll, think Barbie, but very glamorous 1930s, 40s. And he poured everything into this world, designing her, the movies that she was in, all of these costumes. He did uh, not only release the dolls, but he did conventions, and he lived in this world that he created, and it was beautiful, and he invited other people there. I've been able to do the same thing with Go Naked. I have created this world where I get to meet, I get to craft how I want to spend my day, Mm. what I want to do to make a living, how I want to deliver my message. And people come to my world and they test it out. And if they like it, they stay. Mm. One of the things that I did a couple of years ago are you familiar with funko pop the, yep. the little plastic? okay so funko pops are little vinyl dolls about that big and everything under the sun from sports figures to movie figures to cartoon characters you name it there's a funko pop for it and every sunday for about a year and a half uh i did the uh, 10 minutes in bed with nick and the church of funko and i lay on my bed naked butt up in the air nothing more than that and showcase one of these Funko Pops. Oh. And 
I would showcase it because like the Catholic statues, the Catholic statues are to remind you of certain qualities. And so if you are looking to be chaste, you would take a look at St. Aloysius. Well, you can look at these same Funko Pops and assign different qualities to them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Mary Poppins, we talked about the importance of imagination. We talked about, you know, Betty White from the Golden Girls, about how it was important to be naive sometimes and, you know, tell great stories. Um, we talked about Fred Rogers. We talked about Will Smith. And it was just wonderful to deliver a message, like, you know, a, a preacher every Sunday from uh, the church of my bed. And <laughs> uh, that was a lot of fun. So again, it was part of my world and other people came in and joined. And I, I love that. That's a beautiful answer. And that's something I'm actually going to steal because, you know, when you're working, yeah, I've actually not looked at it that way. When you're doing something you love, it's fun. Like, it's just fun. And it's a lot of work. Like, don't get me wrong. It's a lot of work. And I mean, you're making 200 pages every month. It's a lot of work. But while you're doing it, it's so much fun. And people might not understand it. So doing what I do and love, I can completely understand where you're coming from. We go naked for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're a creator. I think all of us creators have our own little worlds. And I love that we have portals into each other's worlds. And, you know, I get to meet you and hopefully our relationship continues after this. Definitely. And I will, I will bop in and out of your world. And who knows, maybe you'll come over to my world for a little bit. So mm. all kinds of stuff are possible okay so we talked uh a while earlier and you've been with your partner for how many years now i have to do math we've been together since 1984 so what is that 36 yeah yeah so i'm like uh for those of you who've never experienced a gay relationship before, it is just like straight relationships. <laughs> same sex, same problems. Doesn't matter, okay? People are people. Um, it works well because during those 38, 37 years, whatever it's been, um, he lives in Connecticut half the time. I live here. I travel frequently, he travels. So when you when you put all the time that we've actually been together under the same roof, it's really been like six weeks. So <laughs> do yourself a favor, find a partner, and then leave them. You know, it's perfect. <laughs> Yo, that story always cracks me up. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick, um, we, we, we go naked. Uh, you're always reinventing things. You mentioned the, the travel, the new travel. Tell me a bit more about that. Yeah, so... God, where to begin? Um, so last year was my first uh, trip. We went to Puerto Vallarta, uh, stayed at this fabulous... Okay, so let's back up just a little bit. In the nudist community, for whatever reason, people love, love, love going to campgrounds, okay? And they'll go camping and they'll stay in cabins. And 
my parents took me camping every weekend from the time I was five until I was 14. If I never see another campground, I would be a happy man. Okay. Somewhere around the age of nine, I was like, we live in a house where I have a bedroom. I can poop in a room where the door closes. And we can cook on a, on a full-size stove. Why are we going out to the box? It, it just seemed inhumane. You know? so right. like, this, right. this is awful. This is yes. awful. <laughs> Plus the, there's the bugs and the heat. It, just awful. So I, I know that I'm a pampered princess. But when I travel... I want to be like Cinderella. I want to go to the to, to the castle. I want to go to the ball, and I want to go enjoy myself. I may not be able to live there all the time, but I, by gum, I want to go visit that. I want to see what that's like. Mm. So I take guys on these upscale uh, vacations, and in Vallarta, we go to this uh, five-level villa that is pushed inside the side of a mountain with three pools and wow. a chef that cooks two meals a day. And there's room service and the bar is open 24-7 and it's all included. We go to this remarkable uh, four-star restaurant while we're there. And that's what I wanted to give people was the experience of upgrading. Mm. I, I often, you know, they often say that you need to find your passion and your purpose. And my passion has always been teaching. But my purpose is to give people permission. Uh. And that that purpose of giving people permission to try something naked, try upgrading your life. Those are really important to me because I want people not to be afraid and I am here with you. So I am giving you permission to do the scary things that you want to do, but you just need a, a fairy godmother next to you to kind of push you along. Mm. And that's my role. So we've done Puerto Vallarta last year. Uh, yes, during COVID. We just got back from Puerto Vallarta the first week of November, and then I spent two extra weeks in Mexico. And I leave this Wednesday for Puerto Vallarta one more time and greeting guests there from Sunday until Saturday. And then next year, uh, we'll do it again, but we're also going to Key West in May. Um, and I'm hoping that if the World Naked Bike Ride happens in Portland, uh, to take a group of guys there because there is nothing like riding your bike naked while just a little intoxicated with 10,000 10, other naked people. But like, isn't it painful? What, you mean the seats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, more different than, honestly, it's no different than pants. It's okay. not like I took the seat off. The <laughs> seat is gone. It's true. <laughs> That's very true. Um, so, and, and, and this is for subscribers of Go Naked, right? Anybody can join us, but it tends to be the, the subscribers. One of the perks of being a subscriber is you get to uh, join up or, or register before everybody else. So you get like a 48-hour period window to join before everybody else does. And the trip that we just did a couple of weeks ago in Puerto Vallarta uh, sold out in 20 minutes the last mm, time. Yeah. So our subscribers were really the ones who got that perk. Mm. Um and it, it's pretty much the same. Whenever there's something that's special, our subscribers get that perk first. Mm. So, so and then how do how can people get to go naked? 
Okay, so I'm warning y'all now, it is not safe for work, okay? <laughs> so if if you don't want to see twigs and berries, don't go to www.gonakedmagazine.com. Mm. That's www.gonakedmagazine.com. And from there, you're going to find our member map where you can put in your address, your city and state, and find other male nudists in your area and reach out to them. You'll be able to uh, purchase magazines. There are even a couple of free magazines that you can download. There are other resources such as our Telegram groups. Uh, but most importantly, jump on the mail list. Um, I send out three emails a week. And wow. those emails, yeah, <laughs> those emails are basically small newsletters that let you know not only what's happening in Go Naked, but also with naked news around the globe and mm. uh, naked yoga classes and stuff like that. We also have a worldwide naked calendar. So if you're hosting or sponsoring a naked event, you can put it on our calendar. So there's a lot of cool resources there that are that are free. Mm. Wow. And then you mentioned something that if you subscribe, you can get back issues. How far back can you go? Uh, since 2013. Whoa. So we just we just published our 59th magazine this month. Uh, wow. The January issue will be the 60th magazine. So yeah, those go back to 2013. Plus, there's other resources uh, and other magazines that are on there. The the VIP members that pay 59 bucks a year get all kinds of extra stuff that come out. Uh, we mm. have videos that came out. We have some additional books that came out. They're all there. So, yeah. So, um, community entrepreneurship is the two things that stand out to me, but just talking to you today, another one that came out was mental health. Why is that important to you? I think one of the reasons that I keep myself so busy is to keep my demons at bay. Mm -hmm. uh, if I am busy, they stay in their little boxes. Mm -hmm. And we live in this house and we've had a number of people who have lived here over the years who have been diagnosed as bipolar. Um, and so it is really important for me to take care of myself, take care of the people around me and make sure that everybody is cool. And so we had this one story, we had a, a forum several months ago and I've got a couple of moderators that watch the boards for me just in case. And this one guy at, you know, 11.30 at night says, I'm not feeling good. I think I'm going to harm myself. And one of my moderators just, just happened to be on at that moment, screen captured it and got his name. And about three minutes later, that guy who posted that deleted that post. Well, being the old bill collector that I am, uh, I was able to find out who he was And I called his house because he purchased a magazine before. I was like, hey, this is Nick from Go Naked Magazine. I see that you made this post. Tell me what's going on. And we were able to talk through things, get him some resources and stuff. And now every morning, every morning and every night before we go to bed, he checks in with me. And we found him some professional help. He's seeing a therapist now. Um, he might be doing some medications at some point. But he realizes that he just hit a point where he needed some support. Um, and I'm really proud that our members are able to do that. We had another member who was on one of the forums at 1130 the other night. 
Uh, and he says, again, I apologize for the noise. Uh, he said, I'm sorry, is anybody out there? I need somebody to talk to. And there were a couple of guys that were right there, ready to talk to him and you know, make sure that he was okay. We look out for each other. I love that. How can you not love that? Right. We are not therapists. We do, don't have medical backgrounds by and large. Um, but we are there for each other. And if things escalate, we can get you to someplace where, uh, where you can find help. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's great. And coming, having some of the experiences I've had, I understand how important it is just to have that a place you can reach out to or someone you can reach out to, you know, they're not just going to try to fix things. They're just going to listen. And that's really powerful to have. Just knowing you have that can like give you another right. day that you might need to get the help you need, you know? Right. This weekend was a really rough weekend for me. I, I'm a giver. I love to solve problems. I love to help tech wise. And this past week, I've been giving a lot. And Saturday morning, I woke up and before noon, I had 89 text messages and 50 emails that just needed my attention. Wow. And I was drained. And before the end of the day, there were nearly 400 emails and almost 200 text messages. Now, yesterday was Sunday, the Lord's Day, the day of rest. And before noon, I had 69 text messages. Gosh. And I had to send out just this blanket message saying, my vessel is empty. I have nothing else to give. I am asking everybody to just to give me a little bit of time. And I think it's important for us, and we talk about this with the magazine a lot, setting your own mental health boundaries, setting your own physical boundaries. If you're naked in a situation, having, having your own boundaries about what is okay and what's not. Sparks physical touch, having uh, boundaries around your mental health. It's all really important. I wasn't getting that from any of the other nudist organizations. So that's why I've created it myself. So maybe I'm selfish. <laughs> no, no, you saw something you needed and you felt that there might be another person that needed something similar. So um i'm gonna let you go but uh i need to first off say you know thanks for your answer it was really succinct do this this is what i do this is how i do this that was really helpful and also for being so open and receptive to my invitation and for sharing and for the cool statues of course but um <laughs> um we we uh go naked and the business and you actually just mentioned you had the experience you had yesterday uh i know you're doing something you enjoy but when you have this like yesterday apart from telling people you just need time when you do get that time how do you you know take care of yourself um if, if my first thing that i want to do is just get in bed put myself under the covers and hide but that really doesn't help. Then I want to go to the fridge and eat everything that I possibly can, but that doesn't help. Um, one thing that really helped yesterday, and I didn't, didn't even think about this, mm. is I had a friend who contacted me and said, can I come over? I need to do some writing and things are just crazy at my house. Can I just come over? I'll just be really, really quiet. And I was like, okay, fine. 
So he sat on one couch, I sat on another, and we didn't talk to each other for two hours while I worked on magazine stuff. And he, and just knowing that there was somebody there who didn't want anything from me, but was supportive, somebody who was just there, I realized that for as much as I needed to get away from people, mm. I needed really to surround myself with the right people, mm. people who didn't require anything from me, people who just loved me for me. Um, and that was really, really restorative yesterday. And then in the evening, um, I, I went outside of the house like a big boy and I stopped at the local store where uh, one of my friends owns and I saw him and I got to spend 15 minutes with somebody who I love, who didn't want anything from me. And it was just a great experience. So for me, people drain me, but I also need people to fill me up on my terms. I know it's a paradox, but it is what it is. So, wow, Nick, um, thanks for you know sharing for coming to the sanctuary today. I definitely, uh, I'm gonna be, uh, I, I will, I wouldn't say collide, have met, and you're yeah, gonna stay uh, together for a very long time because I find you really interesting and intriguing, and I want to know even a lot more about you apart from Go Naked magazine. Yeah, I, I would love that. And I would love to find out more about you and maybe our paths across and we'll go have coffee or dinner sometime. I would love that. Um, so just one more quick story. And this is how you fit into all of this. I have had this long-term obsession with when you find people that you admire, ask them to lunch or ask them for coffee. Ah. And uh I've done that with about four or five people that I really, really wanted to meet. And most recently, about four weeks ago, um, there was this artist, Felix Dion, who is a Mexican queer artist who draws just the most sumptuous, erotic uh, uh, drawings, okay? And I really loved his artwork. And so he was in Mexico City. I was visiting Mexico City. I was like, hey, I would love just to meet you for 10 minutes in your place or take you to lunch. Is that possible? He immediately wrote back. He goes, absolutely. I would love that. That would be terrific. Um, and so the day that I landed, um, I was feeling really sluggish. And I didn't realize it at the time, but it was because the altitude uh, being so much higher. Mm. I texted him. I'm like, I just want to make sure we're on for, thir- for Tuesday. He's like, yeah, but you know what? I'm having a gathering tonight at my place where everybody's getting naked and I'm just dripping everybody in, in jewelry. It's a gin and jewelry night. Uh, come on down. And I, for as much as I wanted to go, I just couldn't. But the, the fact that I'm on his radar like that. And then Tuesday we met up and he gave me two and a half hours of his time. So yeah, when you find people that you love and admire, reach out to them. Who knows? They might say yes. Mm, so mm. hopefully our paths will do the same. Yeah, no, definitely leave. I mean, your city, if you ever mind, we'll definitely do coffee at least. Beautiful. Man, thank you so much, Nick. And thanks for the amazing things you do with your magazine. And thank you for highlighting all of us freaks and geeks on your show. We well, you appreciate it so much. You have an amazing holiday. I love you so much. 